You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. for some time edition. I am your host, Erica Lance. My co-host today is the amazing C.R. Rice, and our guest is the amazing, thoroughly entertaining, Aww. you should take her on a road trip anywhere, but not really because that's creepy, Beth Patterson. Consensual road trip. Consensual road trips. That sounds like a band name. Consensual Ooh, road trip. That would be a good name. Consensual road trips. Or an I'm just throwing out amazing things. Just yes, you are. I'm writing that down because that is an amazing thing. Because if I don't yeah. write things down, I forget about them. You know, some of the best stuff that I've come up with has been when I let's just say that have it's not necessarily the best stuff, but have the stuff that has gone interesting places have been when I've been in rather altered states of consciousness. <laughs> me too. Me too. I have so many voice memos. Of course, mine are all horror books. And I've, anyway, so I, I'm, I'm in a lot of trouble. Okay. Our Remember to coming. drive that dagger through his skull. End. <laughs> and then, no, then she gets arrested no. for something. It's like, ma'am, who, where is this? Remember to lock the cabin door. It's yeah, like, but- ma'am, where is the cabin? Is, I, no. No, I'm just still like, drive that dagger through his skull, doo-dah, doo-dah. <laughs> what I want you to do, Beth, is my Florida Hunting Grounds books come out. I just want you to do an album based on the serial killers that are killing people in it. And just, it can be an entire montage. I would well, love it. I do um, uh, music videos for books. Like I, I started one for an anthology called Release the Virgins. Yes, uh, I, I love that one. You, did you see the, the <laughs> for those who haven't, if you look up, just release the virgins, Beth Patterson, it's it's just, you got to read, release the virgins. It is, to, <laughs> it is amazing. Okay, yeah. we got to talk, I'm literally totally off my post-it. Did I say like and subscribe? Did I do that yet? <laughs> you did. Okay. And you did Skunk Brothers and you've got all of us. Okay, let's talk drink. about what we're drinking and have gotten drunk on, shall we? Let's do that. So I am drinking a gin and tonic that I had a lot of gin and not as much tonic, but I use this Owen Craft Mixers mint cucumber lime because it's cheap and easy to do that. Okay, CR, what are you drinking? I am drinking a, a now cold pestilence. It's not warm anymore. It's our green tea and vodka. Yes, four horsemen drink. And Beth, what are yes. you drinking? Freak show. Wait, where's my, where's my, this. there we are. Freak show. <laughs> It's a, a 2019 Zinfandel. Ah, oh, it predates the pandemic. Oh, it's it does. Stuff. That means it doesn't have COVID. Oh. Not the that you know of. of. <laughs> did we just say that in unison? We did. Jinx, buy me a Coke. Inky, pinky, stinky, winky, flush it down the kitchen sinky. Okay, I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> I got to Jinx, buy me a Coke, but I love everything that happened after that. I was about to say, I got that one, and then she kept going. I was like, is this a new thing? No, it's it's this thing. It's from Saturday Night Live. It was Julia Lewis uh, uh, Dreyfus. Is like where they stay, say things after they're 
talking about um, communism stuff, and all of a sudden they jump up. Jink, buy me a coke. Inky pinky, stinky winky, flush it down the kitchen sinky. King of France, wet his pants, right in the middle of the bottle dance. Na 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 And because it's Saturday Night Live, it goes on way longer than it really needs to. Because I SM5. love all of this. I, I mean, it was amazing. So Talk we're going to do rapid fire questions, but I have a unique rapid fire questions based on our last episode. I came up with two. You ready? Okay. I'm going to go totally off script here. The first question is, what animal would you be if you could be any animal? A pangolin. What, what the hell that? is that? It's a, a spiny anteater. It just has... Um, it, it's armor plated. Uh, imagine uh, a living a cross between an anteater and a pine cone. Um, That's exciting. And, you know, I was going to say a wolf because I've been writing so many werewolf novels, but today, just today, you caught me at the right moment and I had to give my first response. So I said a pangolin. I think that was the name. My brother was in a band called Pangolin. Um, pangolin, if, if in case the my microphone isn't picking up well, the subtleties. Did you look this up? It looks, it is. It's basically like a, do you know Pokemon? It's like yeah. a sand shrew, sand slash. You remember that thing? That's, oh, it's yeah. like a living Pokemon. And uh, you, you don't want to get, I mean, they, apparently they don't smell all that great, but uh, you know, another reason why people should just stay the fuck away. I like it. I like it. Okay. CR, what animal would you be? I'd be an owl. Interesting. That way I only go out at night and nobody fucks with me. And I stay in yeah. trees. Fly by night away from here. Right? I like it. What about you? Um, ooh. I, I don't know. <laughs> that was your There's question. There's a lot of animals I want to say I'd like to be. And then I think maybe I wouldn't want to actually be them. I think I'd want to be a house cat. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to be pampered. Because that way I could do whatever I wanted to do. <laughs> and I have justification for being a complete fucking asshole to people and knocking shit over. And people will be like, that's just my cat. And people yeah, bring assuming. me food and have to- And it's perfectly fine because you're a cat. Yeah. And I'm, I yeah, like it. I want to be a very fat, like very fat calico house cat. <laughs> so- <know. laughs> Assuming that it's a, you know, somebody in a loving kitty household and not, you know, one of the ones that- On the street. You know, no, I want one of the ones who treats me like one of their humans and like does the tuna fish thing and like okay, like that yeah. overly does the the kitty thing so that they also like when I'm 26 they prolong my life because they'll take me every day to get fluids, you know that kind of shit. Do do you have a do we have second choices? Oh yes. Oh, let's hear second choices, Beth. What is your second choice? Second. Like I heard about this. I've only seen one once. I think up here in West Virginia. I know they're more of a thing in Canada. It's a mustelid, it's a member of the weasel family. It's called a fisher, sometimes called a fisher cat. Um, they are not particularly nice animals, uh, but I just think this is badass, even though it's really gruesome. They eat the faces off of porcupines. Now, you know- I'm just cute. They're, they're adorable. They're and they, so cute. And they are adorable and they eat the faces off of porcupines. And it's just like, you know, after everything, assuming that everybody caught part one of uh, of this podcast and saw like some of this shit that I have to put up with when I'm I'm just trying to play my gig and go home, uh, it's like okay, I could totally get behind an animal that just eats the faces off of porcupines. 
I think that would be brilliant, actually. Okay. What is the weirdest animal somebody told you they wanted to be? Calling out my friend Brandy here today. What is the weirdest animal? A tardigrade. What is that? You're coming up with these animals. It's it's a microscopic, they're sometimes called a water bear. They oh. probably outlive us all. We're gonna kill each other. We're gonna blast each other to smithereens and the tardigrades will be the next generation, which makes me think that I need to make my next book about this kingdom of tardigrades, like Watership Down, but tardigrades. That sounds um, like a brilliant idea. What about you, What is a weird creature that somebody's told you they wanted to be? I don't know. I haven't asked a lot. I know my little brother always wanted to be a chicken when he was little. Like he always said, he always said chickens have the best life. And I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yep, I want to be a chicken. And I was like, buddy, you're literally eating chicken nuggets. And he's like, no, this is different. But when he was little, he swore he wanted to be a chicken. He had like the little thing. And not even like a cool chicken, like you, you know, those weird looking ones that have like the almost like, did you ever watch Moana? You see the little chicken on there? Yeah. Like that kind. That's the kind that he wanted to be like when he was super, super little, just like a weird looking twitchy one. So and that was always skewed me out. There's a really weird thing going um, around the internet right now that Moana um, is actually, she died while taking mm -hmm. the boat and then it's a dream. That of course. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so my friend Brandy, and I love you, Brandy, she listens to this podcast, wanted to be when we were all sitting around talking about this. I think at that time I said I wanted to be like a panther or something fucking badass like that or a ferret, I don't know, something cool. And she said a puffer fish. Yes. I mean, how? Yes. Yeah. Whenever you're mad at somebody, you just puff the hell up. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I want to be a puffer fish. So I started buying her puffer fish shit. So that's funny. Time, I was like, here, now you have your puffer fish pillow. Like, oh man, crazy. that's amazing. So no, these little water things that the, these tardigrades, everybody should look those bear. up because they have like the face of like, if anybody ever watched Stranger Things, like the monsters, that's their face, not open, but like closed. And they have, they, their bodies look like hippos with two extra legs on each side. Mm -hmm. It's very frightening. Yeah, but they, they uh, can survive. They can be frozen for an indefinite amount of time. Um, you know, they are the, you know, a after the Anthropocene, Anthropocene, have I mentioned that I've been drinking? Uh, sorry, guys, I, I brought a drink to the party. Yeah. Anthropocene areas, you know, after, you know, that, that you know, they will, I'd be curious to see how they evolve. And oh, my goodness. Think that we're, we're the next trilobites. Yes, that is actually accurate. Um, so let's, what about since since last we spoke, what is the best book you've read? I have been really engrossed in uh, the Shauna McGuire um, October Day, the Toby Day series. Uh, so she's got, uh, I think the number 16 is coming out uh, later this year. And, uh, I, and of course, there are things outside of fantasy, like I love Barbara Kingsolver. Um, there are people that, uh, that are timeless, um, like Toni Morrison and stuff like that. But as far as what's happening right here and right now, besides Barbara Kingsolver, I just love um, Shauna McGuire, the Toby Day things and, and the Wayward Ch Children uh, series. Um, they just warm my heart because there's so much representation and none of it is gratuitous. 
everybody has a space and there isn't a reason why every single character is important. Um, not only is it just really well written um, and uh, I, I love uh, books that give me courage. Like, okay, if I were in this situation, I would, you know, I'd just drink a bunch of coffee and go, you know, kick some ass. And, you know, if I lose copious amounts of blood, oh, well, I'll get over it. Um, but just certain things, like uh, about halfway through, I started seeing uh, that, you know, there was no, you know, she was blurring the lines about uh, things like uh, gay characters. And, um, and that was actually crucial to the plot. And you know, it's not just people. I mean, yes, it's important for people to be who they are. Um, you saw uh, poly relationships, and then you saw people represented differently. Like there's a, a mermaid, and mermaids are not these, you know, beguiling little things that comb their hair and sing all day. Nah, they are. You you do not want to get punched by a mermaid. You do not want to fight a mermaid. They are absolutely kick ass. But the thing is, with their mermaids, you know, she does her research, and you think about it, they live most of their time in the water so when they're on land all of a sudden gravity is more of an issue so while they're kick ass after a while they get more tired on land so they have to spend most of their time in a wheelchair uh so there's this uh one uh character that while she's on land i mean you don't want to fuck with her but yes she's in a wheelchair and there's a reason for it and she absolutely kicks ass um there are people uh, who are fae, who see things differently that could represent any number of us who are uh, not neurotypical. Um, uh, there are, in her Wayward Children series, there is a, a girl who is a person of size uh, and it's absolutely crucial to the story and she kicks ass. Um, there's a lot of, it, it's not just representation, it's just that Everybody is important. All the diversity is absolutely crucial to the story and makes every single world that she builds come, comes alive. I, I think that's awesome. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, so since Beth has been on this podcast before, I have one more question and then CR has a plethora of questions. I do. My question is, what is your favorite book to TV show or movie that you think they did pretty well? Wait, is this for CR or for me? I'm sorry, I'm a little- You. Yeah, CR doesn't need to answer okay. these questions. I, I'm, I'm sorry, you guys. I've, I've kind of been drinking. Been drinking I can't believe you. <laughs> Most recently, um, even you know, I, I got into the Sandman Chronicles, just the Endless Chronicles when I was in college. Actually, my friends in Ireland, when I was, I took a year to study in Ireland and um, got into those graphic novels and now i told my husband who is not familiar with them all at all i said we have to watch this and i love how true uh how true to that mythos it stayed and i understand the liberties that they took that are different uh from the graphic novels um i get it i have mad respect um and uh so i think that so far i'm only a few episodes in but i think they've done that really really well I agree. I've been watching it as well. And um, yes, there's three good episodes. The couple episodes in the middle are stupid and don't make sense. And then they pull it back together. Okay. That'll be good to know. I'll have to say like, I like the Sandman. My boyfriend does not like stuff that jumps backwards and forwards in time a lot. Like, cause we had um, the audio books. I don't want to say audio books because they were audio 
performances because they had the what's his name that played Xavier and he it was brilliant like the voice was just phenomenal but it drove him crazy because Sandman goes forward and back and forward and back and forward and back like through the whole thing and he's like I can't keep track of what's happening. It's it is hard you know especially you know I mean you you keeping things linear does make it more accessible but um it's I think there's a little more wiggle room for people who are endless where time is not as much of an issue um it, it would it would be more frustrating for something that's uh, a little more mundane yeah. um I, I had to tell that recently with a friend of mine who was writing a children's book I, I said you know for things and it's funny for somebody who swears as much as I do and has as much of a fucked up sense of humor as I do uh but when it comes to the children's books uh I was like mm, not sure about something so I actually asked Bill Fawcett my friend Bill for, for advice I'm like because I'm still new to this thing I feel like I've only been in the writing thing for 10 years so I am not above asking people for help like okay what do you think and Bill's advice was keep it you know for that age group keep it simple keep it linear yeah so, but for this for something like that I can kind of see and I can also see how it would be frustrating you know you get into things like uh lost for instance uh my husband and I when we first started seeing each other uh that was in 2016 and we had never seen lot like it was already a done deal but we decided to start watching it from scratch we called ourselves late light late life losties but we watched it because one of his childhood friends was in it oh wow it's since gone on to be in some pretty incredible things uh Eric Lang uh who was uh has been in a number of of just uh, incredible tv series but uh you know at the end he's one of, he's the guy who blows up the island um sorry anybody who hasn't watched lost yet. i was gonna say major yeah. spoiler for anybody not expecting that they're like well that's off my fucking well, list oh, no, that's <laughs> the thing that everybody gets pissed about in lost so yeah it's no, clear that's, we'll have to have I, a podcast on this that's not what pisses everybody off about lost no because there, there are some things that like we got into it like yeah this is cool and then after all like are they making this shut up as they go along I'm not they definitely that. hit that point where like even when we were watching it i was like dude like really it's so, like they got wasted it's like if we're drinking right now and we have a freaking storyboard due at eight o'clock in the morning but we keep going like this just all night and they're like Fuck, throw it all the end of season three into season four is when that starts to happen yeah and mm -hmm. that's what with with my my novel could have gone completely off script if it if i hadn't gotten the counsel not just from Bill and Jody. Uh, I mean, they they definitely gave me this boot camp. Um, uh, a lot of people have come along and helped me at times that like, I, I'm like, okay, they owe me nothing. I don't know what I did to deserve this, but I'm going to take it. Um, and it wasn't just them, but, but several other people who helped me along the way. Um, I will take, uh, take any advice uh, where I get it. I, I had worked with, um, with, with, other people along the way in, the, in making this book and and some of them were not as nice as Bill and Jody but I took the lesson where it was offered and if it weren't for all of those people you know my book could have gone off the rails like that and I would just be like yeah um I wrote a book and it's it's like no big deal and um <laughs> I, I wouldn't even be mentioning it um so I can I can look back and, and look at it as an artifact of my psyche at the time
and that it's still not bad like I'm okay with it I just feel like I can do so much better now you're going to and um Anne um Rice said this like she literally said it on her um and I think it's still up on her site if you go look for it but she was talking about an interview with the vampire and she said that was the best writing writer she was at that time Mm -hmm. you're going to have that every story you write gets better and better we go back and look at our first things and we're like oh my god what were we thinking well, you know course. eventually but that's how it goes we get better and better and and that's why i was happy to share this thing with teen angst um and i wish i had found you know i'm going to go back and see if i can find some of the stuff that won awards uh in high school back when you know I, the, the competition wasn't that stiff uh, and stuff that I'm like, you know, it's, it's funny because I was, I was talking to Jody uh, about something that I had written that won an award and <laughs> poor Jody, she, uh, she is, is lovely and she's gracious. And every now and again, she will make a face out loud. You know, and I know I've, I've come up with an absolutely egregious idea and that's all I need. I'm like, yeah, okay. Got it. <laughs> you know, I love Jody. She, we've had her on the show twice. I absolutely love Jody and Bill. I think they're yeah, amazing. They, they are two of my best friends, uh, and they have made it known to me that if something, something horrible happens, call them. You know, I have a place to stay. Uh, they have been absolutely wonderful to me, and you know, I've been crediting them uh, for what they did uh, for my writing, and I haven't been giving them enough credit for what they have done as far as the support they've shown to me as a person. Oh, that's very, very sweet. That yeah, awesome. it, I mean, they—they—they've they, truly been wonderful. Friends of the show. Okay, Cr, go for All it. All right. If you could be any main character in a story, but you can't change your life, who would you be? Any main character of someone else's story? Any yeah. any book? But you any book main character change the story. Mm. Let's see. I'd like to be uh, Mercy Thompson. Uh, from that? the Patricia Briggs uh, characters. Uh, oh, the, Patricia the Briggs. Yeah, Patty Briggs. Uh, I, what I love about Mercy is that she takes one for the team a little bit too much. Uh, like her first thought is, let's save this person and then let's figure out later whether or not they're a raging douchebag. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things that she, that gets her into trouble. She also, because she turns into a coyote, she does have that trickster element. And I cannot resist a good practical joke. Uh, so there's that as well. Um, but uh, there are times I'm like, what would Mercy do? Uh, I think it would, be, it, it would be awesome to be Mercy for a day, even though I know I've, I've read every, all the Mercy books so far. And so I know exactly what that entails uh, and even still I'd be like, yeah, I'd like to be Mercy. Okay. Well, who would you want as your sidekick? Hmm. As my side, that's a good question. Um, I have to think about that. Um, let's see. Because uh, sidekicks, you know, I, if, if that's, that's a, a different thing from somebody who has an equal and opposite role, uh, but somebody who is, who is a little bit lesser. Who would I want? Uh, sitting in the passenger seat saying, you know what, you should probably stop screaming 
you know, SpongeBob fuck pants because that person can act, can actually hear you because you know that person in front of mm -hmm. you has telepathy. Uh, let's see what do I want as my sidekick. Um. Oh gosh, it's on the tip of my brain. Don't you love it when we ask you questions after you've been drinking? Well, that's the that's I the mean, fun of it. That, I still think it would be super fun to get the foghorn, and that way, and not tell anybody, and not use it every time, but just randomly when people start like doing like the thinking, trying to figure it out, just freaking blare it. Yeah, because I I'm right now for some weird reason. Um, I cannot remember the character's name, and I read this absolute doorstop of a book, The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. Um, mm. And the main character, you know, you see it's, it's a heartbreaking book, um, but you see every reason why he has become what he's become. And because I'm a horrible person, uh, I have all of a sudden forgotten his name, and I read the entire book. Okay, well, he can be your sidekick. That's okay. Yeah, he's, Bye. The thing is, he's... He, you know, there are times that he's absolutely unscrupulous, but there is a reason for everything. Uh, okay. He's super smart. He knows how to survive. Um, and uh, he figures it out. He, he figures things out. Um, he's probably has a, a higher tolerance for alcohol than I clearly do. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So what is your favorite weird food combination? Weird food combination, cilantro and pineapple. Like you just like fresh cut pineapple. You just like sprinkle fresh it on top. Cilantro. There's a margarita that's that um, one of my favorite restaurants. Actually, I haven't been out much since the pandemic, so I don't know if it's still there. But there's a there was a Mexican restaurant called El Gato Negro, and some of their food, like their their corn tortillas, I just refer to as edible folk art. Oh, wow. They have a pineapple cilantro margarita that is just, and and I have to be very careful with tequila. Um, but <laughs> doesn't everybody? Be very doesn't careful everybody. With tequila. That's that's literally tequila should come with me. Everybody should be careful around this because this could end badly for you. There, there are at least two people I know uh, that I have said that whom have made me sworn off tequila. Just two people I know, and they're both musicians. And they've both made me say, I'm never drinking tequila, or at least with them, I'm like, I'm never drinking tequila with you again. Uh, one is from Honduras, one lives in Guatemala. He's from, he's from the States, but lives in Guatemala. And they're both on my tequila list. I'm, I'm never drinking tequila with you ever again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's a, a, a pineapple cilantro um, margarita and there was a popsicle place that I don't think sadly is still in existence, but they make a pineapple cilantro popsicle. That's really good. Okay. And, and it, so if you're, if you don't have the genetics that make cilantro taste like soap, my mother thinks it tastes like soap. I don't. So that's where our genes obviously differ. I love it. Uh, I love cilantro, but I've heard that from people that some people think it tastes like soap. It's a weird thing. Yeah. And, and I'm not judging because I mean, as far as, you know, people who try to, you know, get people riled up about, you know, your favorite band sucks, <laughs> your favorite food sucks, <laughs> I'm like, you know what offends me? Genocide, veterans who uh, have just been uh, tossed to the side, children who don't get enough to eat, so many things that I'm not even going to speak about on this podcast that are just, you know, people who don't share the same taste in food and music and meat doesn't even like 
register. Yeah. It's not even on the same level. Yeah, but but if you like cilantro, a pineapple cilantro margarita. I think we should try this pineapple okay. cilantro popsicles. Yeah. All right, I'll do it. Add it on the list. Add it on the list. Okay. It's on the list. Okay. How about what is on your I will never do it again list? Like your anti-bucket list. Um, let's see. What will I never do again? I will never befriend a random stranger in Grand Turk, uh, uh, because just simply because my friend I'm walking with decides that she's hot because it turns out that she might end up in my hotel room and uh, be connected to a drug cartel. Just a very basic life lesson for everyone. Okay, okay. that sounds like a be a little more cautious. You know, okay. it's like, you know, if you're with this, you know, walking around with a friend who like is lonely and he needs a girl companion and here comes this gorgeous woman from the Bahamas and who's now living in Grand Turk and is like, oh, I didn't know she was going to end up in our hotel room and oh my God, who is the strange person at the door? Yeah, that's not going to happen again. Okay. Makes not. sense. That, that sounds like a very good life decision. Mm -hmm. How about if you could do anything right now in this moment, what would it be? Um, in this moment? Anything go anywhere in a second, like we were talking about before, where you could just disappear and like, there you are, where would it be? Well, I've been thinking, uh, this probably isn't the right time of year. You know, uh, one of my things is to go to Finland. Uh, there's a national park, it's crazy expensive, but you can get a glass igloo and like spend the night in a glass, uh, in this submerged under the snow and just the entire ceiling is glass and you can watch the Northern Lights uh, but that, that would be awesome. Uh, I like think I've this seen that. Isn't ideal. So honestly, um, I just want to go back to Ireland. It's been too many years. Um, I haven't been to Ireland since Christmas. Don't night. go with Erica. Go all the time. I've and made three trips set up for Ireland, and the first one, the pandemic happened. The second one, it was was it Delta? Omicron happened. Was that what it was? Um, and then the third one was Delta. I stopped making reservations to Ireland because the moment I made the reservation, it broke out. Erica caused oh. COVID <laughs> is what she's saying. Can, can I say um, in 2023, um, October of 2023, I'm part of this little musical touring group. We're in a, kind of a throw together band. Uh, I play, play with this, uh, this friend of mine, Hugh Morrison, who's from Scotland. And uh, he was one who got me on this thing. In October of next year, we are doing a whiskey lovers tour of Ireland, where all, if you can show up in Ireland uh, by a certain date at a certain time, there's a tour bus. The price includes transport. You know, you get one suitcase. Uh, I, I don't know what happens if you want to bring more than one, but uh, and the tour bus takes care of everything, takes you across four different distilleries, whiskey distilleries in Ireland. And then all these iconic places like Glendalough, Bunready Castle, Rock of Cashel, Slayhead, Dingle Peninsula. That's awesome. That I've seen them all, but I haven't seen them in almost 30 years. Um, and uh, lodging, it includes lodging. So all you have to do is get yourself to Ireland. And they do have like a group rate if everybody wants to go together at a certain point. It flies out of. I'll, I'll send you an email and you'll have to tell me about it. And then I'll have to give it to somebody else to buy the tickets. And then just tell me the day I'm going, because yeah, apparently if I make the plan, 
So we're gonna, gonna have a COVID outbreak. So we won't even tell you where when we're actually going. We're just gonna be like, we're gonna, that's gonna be our road trip, Beth. That's gonna be, yeah, gonna be like Erica. We're gonna go on a road trip. It's gonna be so much fun. Get in the car. Yeah. And then boom, she's like, why are we at the airport? Yeah, it's it's 2023, uh, and it, it's some some incredible places, and uh, I haven't seen them in forever. And uh, on the nights, most of the nights are off. What I'm honestly probably gonna do is contact old friends most of whom are college buddies because I went to college uh, for a year at University College Cork, but people I met from, from different eras and in, in different places. So I'm gonna just, con probably gonna contact some old friends, uh, go to some sessions, uh, but my husband is gonna come with me and he's never been to Ireland. He is a dyed-in-the-wool jazz guy and doesn't know trad at all. And he might walk away with a little bit of an understanding of why I turned out the way I did um, so yeah, that's something that, uh, I'm going to do next year. So if Ireland is on your bucket list, all you have to show up is do a show up and the, and the tour bus will take care of the rest. And I'll, I'll, have to, you'll, I'll, I'll email you. You have to tell me about it and then I'll have somebody else buy it. So I don't create another outbreak. Um, okay. Yeah. It's for, it's for the safety of the world, guys. For the safety you know, of the I, world, I, my friend, I'm not going to create another safety outbreak. Of the world. Safety of the world. Safety of the world. Okay. Safety of the world. So for a wrap up question, my friend, what do you hope for the rest of 2022 as far as writing goes for yourself? Um, I would like to have the discipline to actually and, and the self-confidence to just get back on the horse uh and uh and work on these two books. Uh there have been some other prospects that have been hinted and you know with some collaborations i'm like is this going to happen is this not going to happen it's an issue that i'm not going to press because um when it comes to collaborating it's making sure that the other person is also in the right frame of mind so if that doesn't happen the most important thing is not stressing anybody else out and uh i've i've stopped sending in just uh, all these other submissions for anthologies and I just need to just get into it and go into hyper-focus and finish these damn novels. Yes, I concur with that assessment, my friend. Yeah. Because do I do. I can't say I write novels when I've written one. That's like no. saying, stop that, you're going to hurt my feeling. Uh, yeah, exactly. Which I say that anyway. <laughs> if somebody like tries to get me, I'm like, dude, you're going to hurt my feeling. Uh, I joke that I keep my feeling in my shoes so you can't really hurt it much, but yeah. I might pull that feeling out at some point and you'll regret that. So. I put a feeling in my shoe and watch me walk. <laughs> I love it. Okay, shameless self-promotion time. Tell people how to find you in your amazing music and writing. Uh, BethPattersonMusic.com uh, Facebook music page is Methodist is the handle. Um, Facebook is going to think that you're saying Methodist with a stuffed nose. So if you say like Methodist, Beth Patterson music, you know, then it won't try to say, did you really mean? No, we didn't mean this. Um, uh, so that is my, my music page. Uh, Instagram is Methodist underscore manifesto. Um, I think that's the same for TikTok which isn't much. It just has me like playing with the little wild and only lizards that I get to eat from my hand in the backyard because I think it's cute. Oh, that um, is awesome. Uh, Twitter awesome. is Beth Patterson 5. 
because I wasn't thinking enough to say like 2112 or something, you know, like may, at least make an homage to my, to my, uh, to, to my favorite band. So yeah. I want to thank you for being on our podcast again, my friend, this has been yeah, so much fun. Thank you guys for having me. And I mean, it's great. Like you're encouraging me to drink, you're encouraging me to swear and you're encouraging me to talk about myself. It's like a dream come true for somebody with ADD. It's like, I get to see a trifecta. Well, that, and I have to say the sleeves, I've been watching your arms, the sleeves on that jacket are fucking amazing. Look at that. They are. This was made, uh, handmade by uh, my friend, uh, Darwin Prophet, uh, who is like, she has done some amazing things uh, uh, her whole life. I think she was in Smokey and the Bandit at, at one point. Oh, wow. Or, or one of these iconic, uh, iconic shows. Uh, she hand stitched this and she sent it to me. She goes, I think this would fit you. You want it? And she sent it to me and I put it on. Uh, she does. She sounds a little bit like Kate Bush. Uh, her, she has her literary crush is Oscar Wilde because let's face it. We all need a dead literary crush. That's true. So Oscar Wilde is her dead literary crush and I adore her. And she sent me this, she, she hand stitched. Uh, the shirt and this little jacket and uh, she is an amazing human being well she did brilliantly because I'm super jealous of that particular jacket and the sparkliness so well done to her yeah okay so this has been drinking with authors literary briefs friends um I've been your host Erica Lance my amazing co-host has been C.R. Rice um, don't forget to like and subscribe and leave us a review now that we're all super drunk. Reviews get even better the second episode. And our uh, sponsor is Skunk Brother Spirits. DWA10 is the coupon code. And our amazing guest has been Beth Patterson. And we will see you guys next time. Check out the Modern Musicology podcast where each week we talk about things like what makes a great drummer. Our favorite rock documentaries. Songs we love by artists we don't love. Our favorite concert memories. Songs that should have been singles. And all of our favorite music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and now. Do not use modern musicology if you're allergic to it. Modern musicology may produce itching, dizziness, vertigo, temporary blindness, or heart palpitations. Do not taunt modern musicology. Ask your doctor about switching to modern musicology. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.